are here with Ashley. Ashley, Hello. why don't you tell us? Oh, let's see. How do we want to start? Your house, your Patronus, and your favorite character. My house, my Patronus, my favorite character. Um, so I'm a Gryffindor. Um, my Patronus is a deer hound. And my favorite character is Sirius Black. So the Patronus thing really makes a lot of sense for me. I'm a huge dog person. Um, I love dogs. And obviously Sirius is, um, you know, Animagus is a dog. So I feel it's all very <laughs> fitting for me. So is that the official like Pottermore Wizarding World Patronus that you were assigned? Yes, that's the official. Oh, nice. Official. Yeah. I know a lot of people who don't accept their Wizarding World uh, Patronus. <laughs> I I like mine. I was happy because I am such a dog lover, but I could see like if you got something less desirable, you just like, I'm going to do my own thing. What's, uh, what's your Patronus? Mine is an Osprey per the website, which I can okay. see because an Osprey, I, I, I love water. I love all things about water. You and I have had the aquarium conversation yes, um, and an osprey is a bird that is found very often near water. And for a while I had claimed the red panda because they're one of my favorite animals. Okay. But more recently I have felt like that is not quite true. So right now I'm going to stick with the osprey and the official thing until I can like think through. Sometimes I feel very hedgehoggy. My, I, I do love hedgehogs and they're a little spiky. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm a bit, I'm a bit spiky. <laughs> like also small but mighty, like and also really stinking cute. They are. I have, <laughs> I I have a garden, and my mom's like always trying to do like the old lady thing, and she's like, oh, we should get gnomes. I'm like, we're not doing that. And then I went to hedgehogs. Joanne's one day, and they had a little hedgehog holding like a leaf over its head, like an umbrella. I'm like, we're getting the hedgehog. Oh, okay, good. I was like, I hope you got it because that sounds adorable. <laughs> I did. She's like, I thought you said no statue. I'm like, it's a hedgehog. Yeah, no gnomes is what I said. <laughs> yeah, I said no gnomes. Gnomes um, are really weirdly popular right now. I feel like everything is gnome themed. Like gnome this, gnome. I'm just like, and it's every holiday. I have, yeah. I have a gnome. It's this big. It sits in do- so doors. It actually sits on my end table that my mom picked me up. And someone saw it when we were videoing, chatting, and they just went, "Oh, you're not one of those gnome people." I'm like, "No, this is the only gnome that belongs in the house." <laughs> I love that. That's a thing. Like, you're not a gnome person, are you? Yeah. Well, no, that's any gnome lover. So, for in his defense, his wife is a gnome person. And like, he's like, do not tell me if Target has gnomes because she will be there. He's like, because she like every holiday, she has holiday themed gnomes, like all of it. That's too funny. Yeah. A lot of people must appreciate that. Go for it. If that is your choice, go for it. I just don't want gnomes in my yard. (laughs) Um, So let's start with how you found Harry Potter. Like, what is your origin story did you find the movies first the books first how did you come into this world yeah well I would say I um I didn't grow up with Harry Potter in the same sense that like a lot of people probably in Pottergram did um I watched the movies like growing up and one of my best friends uh, growing up was a huge Harry Potter fan like literally her walls were covered in like 
15 beat ripouts of like uh, Tom Felton and like Matthew Lewis and, um, you know, Daniel Radcliffe. But I, and we listened to, like my husband and I would listen to the audiobooks like on long road trips. But it really wasn't until um, a few years ago now that like as an adult, I stopped and read the books. I was um, in a really, really toxic job. And uh, I needed an escape. And I basically found that in Harry Potter. And it was like my happy place. It was like um, just this this place I could go to where I didn't have to think about all the stresses of my job, where I couldn't turn off or I couldn't um, leave some of the, the work stress behind. Harry Potter allowed me to do that like in a way that I never had experienced before. So I definitely dabbled in Harry Potter growing up, but my true like love and adoration for it didn't come till later in life. Um, which is fun. Cause then after reading all the books, like I would read the book and then we'd watch the movie like right after. And then we had a year of Harry Potter where we did everything. We did the theme parks and the studio tour and a bunch of really fun events. So yeah, for me, it was a little bit later that like my true love for Harry Potter came through. That's like an interesting perspective of like growing up with the movies and then as an adult reading the books and then like learning the backstory of the martyrs and yeah. (laughs) Do you think that influenced you on your, like, from watching the movies as a child to reading the books as an adult, did you find that you had like a different favorite character because of the age range you were reading at? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I had to like say a favorite character when I was younger, I probably would have said Hermione and I still love Hermione so much, but as an adult reading the books, um, I just connected a lot with Sirius. Um, I, my husband, and I'll share this, it's such an embarrassing story, but I was reading the books and I was obviously really into them. And I remember reading the book and reading that Sirius died. And I just immediately started crying. <laughs> like I obviously knew he died from the movies, but it was, it hits different in the book, I think. And when you're on that journey, like reading them um, and kind of going from book to book and you can read them like in one fell swoop, like I didn't have to do all the waiting that everyone had to do as the books were coming out. And I just cried in the shower. Like he's like, I could hear you weeping in the shower. Um, So it was just, I think I just had a stronger connection. I think I, I was just so heartbroken that, you know, Harry and Sirius never got the opportunity to like live out their life together and for them to have that time um time together so it was just it was heartbreaking so I think yeah I definitely probably had a different favorite character now than I did then yeah and like thinking about it like even with the serious Harry relationship you get to see more of that through the books and those little moments of even just like the letters that you see throughout like you don't get to see all the communication they had throughout the movies as you do in the books you kind of get to know them more definitely I mean I'm pretty sure all of us have cried at the books (laughs) yeah I mean there were a lot of other moments that I cried for but I just you know some for some reason crying in the shower after I remember being definitely like (laughs) like I don't know if I cried at his death I remember being like viscerally angry yeah that's also very appropriate they were just like (laughs) I'm like you just killed my favorite character like what what's up with that (laughs) yeah it's it was yeah I think of reading them as an adult and being able to do them um you know back to back in the way that I did it really um 
I don't know. It's just to me, such an emotional journey. And maybe because again, it was the, the, um, job that I was working and everything that I was experiencing, like outside of work. And just, it really was like this truly like this light spot in a really dark time. And I'm so thankful to have found it because then through that, I've just met all these amazing people and just, I don't, I don't know. It's been like, a honestly, it's been life-changing for me in a lot of ways. Like, you know, I think, um, diving so deep into Harry Potter as more of an adult, I think has just truly just been life-changing for me. I feel like all of us can say that, like, there's something about this series that has changed our lives. And I don't know if it was with you or if it was during our group Potter chat, but like talking about, cause you know, there is a lot of issues that the author has been yeah. talking about lately and for me, because um, I've had friends who, who I've had other friends who are like, if you like Harry Potter, we can't be friends. Yeah. And like, for me, that's where I found my friends. And that's where I found my community and the place where I like belong again, like where I actually feel that I'm accepted for who I am. And the idea of like, because I, I fully believe that the community has outgrown the creator. I agree with taken that as over well. this community as our own and we have made it to be an accepting place and a very diverse place in a safe place yes in a very safe place like I feel like I can be a lot more transparent with these people because of the community that has been built around it and like for me the idea of choosing to leave the thing I love because the person who just happened to create it is saying things is very hard because without it I don't know where my friend base would be yeah. Like, and it's, and you and I talked about, it, it's very hard as an adult to make friends. <laughs> it's totally hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's not something to ignore um, her comments. They've been extremely hurtful and just, it, it's been hard to kind of swallow all of that. And when you think that it can't get worse, it kind of keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I, I'd like to think like you were, you were mentioning it's, it's the community has created a safe place, a a place where if you want to participate, you can. And I certainly, you know, if people want to say, you know, I'm done, I'm I'm done with Harry Potter. Like I don't want to support the franchise in any way, because at the end of the day, we know it all lines her pockets. Like it's not, you know, um, but I so I respect why people don't want to be yeah, a part of I, it and I think that I respect all those decisions and yeah like, whatever steps the individual person has to take for them to feel like they are in a safe place I want them to take that it's just for me I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the group of people I have found through this community I agree with that I think it would be hard to to walk away from all of the happiness that for me personally provides and I think that you know, again, you have to, each individual person has to protect their own mental health and, and find their own peace with whatever decision they make. And, you know, I think similar to what you said, I, I, I couldn't leave it behind right now because to me, the value of being connected with so many amazing people and all the friendships that I've made, like people I, I haven't even met in person. I feel like these deep connections with that I, I would be just like lost, I think, especially like with the pandemic and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, I think even harder now to make friends, like 
in I know we're still technically going through the pandemic, but you know, it's even harder, I think, socially because we've spent so much time at home and you know, it's like hard, you're almost maybe more awkward. And you know, it's it's nice to have a place that you can connect with people who have at a core this like interest. And then yes. from there you can build on all the other things that you enjoy. And I think with the pandemic, it actually grew those friendships because we already knew how to communicate without ever seeing each other. Like that's True. how we met. So like, I know like, like some of my, like some of the people that I saw on our, even like people I work with wasn't communicating with them as much because I didn't see them, but like yeah. the Potter community, that's how we communicated. Yeah. Like it was always a virtual, like we have, yes, I've met a lot of them in person now, but it was always through text messaging or video chats. It was always mm-hmm. through technology. So with the mm-hmm. pandemic, you kind of lost the people that you saw on a day-to-day basis, but those people were there. So you just started talking to them more because yeah. you, just, you just needed to reach out and have a communication for the day because you were alone in your house. Yeah, that's true. That's a good perspective. I didn't even think about it like that, but yeah, almost because you were already inherently connecting like digitally. It wasn't extra work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, not that it's like work to like keep up with friends, but like, if you're used to seeing someone like your work friends, when you go into an office, you see them every day, it's very easy to con- continue that friendship. But then all of a sudden, if you're working from home and you're not seeing them, yeah, it's very the convenience hard. goes away. A little yeah, bit. the convenience is gone and it's so much harder to continue. It's not harder, but like it takes a lot more effort. And when it's especially when it's like work people, you're like, well, it's work hours. I don't just run into someone in the lunchroom. I'm supposed to be working. Right. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think a lot of people, a lot more people then started just working from home in general then like maybe didn't even go back to the office like after the fact. So yeah. Oh, and a lot of companies adapted to that. Yeah. Which honestly is probably good for some of those companies, save money, et cetera. Yeah. It's interesting to look back on that and how like friendships changed and formed and what technology has done for those. Yeah, honestly, the the opportunity to be able to connect like through Instagram and then like Zoom and all the different things that happen like, um, you know, Netflix party and all sorts of things that we did. Like I just, you know, it's funny because there were obviously like there were the highs and lows of the pandemic um, for sure. And a lot of the highs were like, you know, people like deep cleaning and organizing their homes and then making, you bread. know, Netflix party, maybe, yeah, doing fun stuff, like crafting and being like, oh, I suddenly can be home and, you know, do all this fun stuff. Um, but, you know, then there were obviously the really tough times when you have to you miss out on Christmas because you don't want to expose yourself or, you know, miss out on other holidays. And um but yeah, it's so weird to think about all the stuff that we d- we did just to like survive. Just to get through. And like um, my friend and I always joke because like we're both major introverts and we're like introverts love staying home and not being around people until you tell them they have to stay around home and not be around people. <laughs> like we're fine if we get to choose that as our life. But as soon as you tell us that we have to, we're like, mm, I want to go out. 
I'm yeah. gonna go see someone. <laughs> I need to do something that's gonna like deplete my battery so then I can go home and recharge. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like it's not as fun, fun anymore. My, my battery's yeah. like overcharged now and I need it to drain yeah. a little so I don't feel so overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how did you find the pottergram in that community? Like, yeah, did it happen so after pro- you read the books? Yeah. So probably after, um, I guess like how I created my account, but I, as I was reading Harry Potter, I started to kind of like, look at the hashtags and like, what does hashtag Harry Potter bring up on Instagram? You know, maybe, a, you know, again, a few years ago when the algorithm was actually like, you know, showing you some of that content that you want to see. Um, I, so I would look at it just from my personal Instagram, like people's posts. And I saw people like Karina, um, the magical Latina, which she was, uh, she had, what was her old handle? Because I followed her when she was, before she was the magical Latina. I think she was like, um, I want to say it was something Potter or I can't remember, but she used to have a different handle. I, I knew her yeah. then too. I remember the switch. And I was like, oh, what was she? Yeah, I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, and I followed, I think I found like followed Miss Wizarding World and like maybe a couple others. I don't remember exactly. But I specifically remember following Karina um, or, or looking at her account. I don't know if I followed her for my personal account. I think I probably did follow a few accounts. And then my um, husband and I went to New York to see Curse Child. And, you know, we were doing all this like cool Harry Potter stuff, like this way before the New York store and um, back when it's two parts. Um, and we were at like a, um, the Cauldron Pub or something like that, I think. And I was just, I had all this cool content because we had done um, a bunch of traveling and I was like, you know, maybe I could create my own Harry Potter account and then I could follow all the people who do just this. And so like I created my account and then I started following, like, I think I started following like Nicolette soon after that, like, and I slowly amassed like all these people that I'm like, Oh, I really like what you're posting. I like what you're posting. And so really just kind of started as like dabbling from my personal account to creating my own and then getting to like truly follow all these amazing creators um and like really targeting the type of content on that account (laughs) yeah I love that you remember that like I don't I don't remember how I like fell into the pottergram (laughs) and that's what really what it is I'm I'm pretty sure I just fell into the pottergram yeah (laughs) I know because I had my personal account I did when I turned 30 years old I did a 30 by 30 Mm -hmm. list so the year leading up to me turning 30 I made a list of 30 things I wanted to do that year and one of them was the celebration and I did create like I had fun I did like a new recipe every month was one of them I took a rowing class because I always thought it was cool to do rowing and I was like oh hey there's a six-week class I loved it like to the point where I was like oh I wish I knew this was a thing when I was a kid because I would have totally gotten into rowing really Mm -hmm. that's awesome it's one it was a sport that and I'm not a sport person, but it was something that like made sense in my head to me. Mm-hmm. And I just like, even now I enjoy the rower over anything else. I just enjoy that type of thing. And then one of them was I wanted to attend a celebration of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So I went leading up to that and I had, I waited longer than necessary to get a smartphone. So I didn't was have that, that like by choice, like you didn't, you didn't want to have a smartphone or um, I wanted one. I didn't want the bill of a smartphone. That's fair. 
That's so really it was fair. like at that point, you know, I no was Blackberries, like, no iPhones, no. I had like cheapy, like <laughs> flip phone. Um, but it was just one of those things where I didn't have access to Instagram because you couldn't mm-hmm. use it on not a smartphone. And so like it wasn't a thing for me until I finally upgraded. So I was like, got slowly got into like Instagram and I was like, I'm going to do a countdown because I was so excited. So, and I had Harry Potter things already because I, I yeah. read them since I was a kid. So I did like a countdown for like my friends and family. And through that, I just started. And then I went there and then you find everyone on Pottergram. <laughs> yeah, That's probably right? what kicked it off. And then I went there <laughs> into slowly, like, I think I changed my name right at the beginning of the podcast. Cause I feel like I remember an episode where I corrected someone because I had just changed my screen name. Oh so I think if you listen to it, cause it was organic L yeah. for the longest time. Cause that was the, those are like secrets of my past life. Um, I was, I was a book <laughs> the secrets of Danny <laughs> pre bookstagram. I was so you. Okay. So you were like, OG, like book talk, OG bookstagram before they existed, like blogging book reviewers. I still have connections with many publishers and authors that I still get their wow. books. That's because awesome. I couldn't afford books and I was such a reader and I found a way around it. And I found out that publishers would send me books if I wrote a review. I love the scrappiness of that. Like, I want to read new books. I'll write your review and send me the books. Like, that's amazing. So I'm reading like two of them that I have to review still. So I still have like that <laughs> side of my life that happens. It's just a lot of people don't see it. <laughs> Very kind of big thing, like... intersection of Pottergram and Bookstagram. Yes. There's a very, so like we've had um, Rachel from Ravenclaw Reads on and Mm -hmm. she is in that bookstagram world, but I love getting recommendations for her. Yeah. I follow her account as well. It's really good. And she's got really cool bookshelves. She does. But you think they're custom, I think are made for her or aren't they? Like, yeah, (sighs) probably. But but her reviews (laughs) are so thoughtful. (laughs) Like she did when we did the gift guide last year for the podcast she came up with like, I think it was like four books for each house. So she literally picked book recommendations based on your Hogwarts house. I love that because, you know, like there's some, I could see how that'd be really powerful just based on like your interests, your vibe, Mm -hmm. your persona. Yeah. Yeah. And her, the book she reads and same with um, Dapper Minister of Magic, they're right in the realm of what I read. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's such an interesting place because like at LeakyCon, like for us, we take for granted that Pottergram is a thing. It's just like, it's a sweet, we're like, yeah, it's a Pottergram. Yeah. At LeakyCon, we had so many people being like, they would ask us how they, how we met. And we're like, oh, the Pottergram. They're like, the what? Yeah. Like, people don't know. You forget. No. People do not know. No. And it's kind of a weird thing. You're like, um, well, it's kind of just this group of nerdy people who love Harry Potter and just love supporting each other and like posting all the fun things. And collections. And yeah. It's, I'm like, it's basically like, you know, if there was like a little slice of like a happy island that you could go to on Instagram, it's the Pottergram. Like, it you know, place. just like your little, you know, happy place. So yeah, I actually love trying to like recruit people to like, uh, the pottergram like you should just like join you could either morph your personal account into it or Aileen creating so her personal account <laughs> I, I was, was so, so happy excited. about that I was so, so happy excited. about that and she was like I can actually post things from my like adventures and my trips and I don't have to worry so much about it like 
with my business. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. So I'm excited for her. <laughs> um, speaking yeah. of shops, you also have a shop. Yes, I do. So Kaylin and I are doing a little giveaway that's right, right. Now Yeah. When does yeah. the giveaway end? It ends the 1st of October. So that means, because this will be out before the 1st of October, that people yeah. listening should go follow Bits and Bobbins shop. And then what's your shop's handle? It's at Mad Ones Studio. Mm-hmm. And enter the contest because it is the Wise Acres skirt and then your celestial earrings. Mm-hmm. Earrings and barrettes. Oh, and so, barrettes. And also, like, this is just for anyone who might be listening. All earrings can be made clip-ons because I know I have some um, friends that don't have their ears pierced. Or we can also do a second barrette or something else if you win. So, yeah, I'm very flexible with that kind of stuff. I love that because I do, but I don't have my ears pierced, but I can't put earrings in and I'm like, now I'm a wimp because I'm an adult and I don't want to go re-pierce them. (laughs) You're a wimp. (laughs) Which is crazy because I have these earrings I love, but I'm afraid to go get my ears pierced again so I can wear them. It's not so bad. I mean, do you have any tattoos? I don't. I have one that I want. Yeah, I don't have have tattoos, but I have my ears pierced. I have my nose pierced. I was like, my main thing, like when I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to get my nose pierced. And What's then it? I just never took it out. Well, you know, you can always consider re-piercing your ears. But if you don't, there are always clip-ons. Mm-hmm. And it's also totally cool if you don't wear jewelry. Like, you know, there are other things. So did you start by making Harry Potter inspired things? Or did you have a shop before Harry Yeah, Potter? so I've had my shop for um, a little while now, Mad One Studio. And it's um was really kind of like a pandemic baby like I was just looking for something to do and um again I um I actually left the really toxic job that we discussed earlier and um you know it's just like okay what do I do with my time it's a pandemic I had all these plans to travel and do all this really cool stuff in the wake of like leaving the job and finally having free time again (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I just started playing with it. It was really cool because it's very therapeutic to work with your hands. Like, and I just started having fun and trying things or just making like regular, it's not like Harry Potter style, just like little arches and like little half circles and things like that. And, um, a few of my friends are like, oh, I really like those. Can you give them to me? And, you know, it happened so many times that I was like, maybe I should start an Etsy shop. Um, so I did. And I really like, just kind of started with some neutral basic type earrings and then um, started to like, I I like to say add a little magic to it. Um, You know, doing like some celestial things. A lot of, I really love moons. So I have like these gold foil moon phase earrings that are still to this day, probably like one of my favorite pair of earrings. I love the moon Um, phases so much. Yeah. It's like, so there's just something like comforting about them and they're so beautiful. And, uh, then I, then I made my own version of like an owl post. I have a, like a upgraded version now um, that's a little bit more detailed. But yeah, so I really just kind of started to dabble in like Harry Potter inspired items. Like originally I was kind of trying to think in the vein of like, okay, if Hermione were in a jewelry shop, like what might she buy? You know, so it wasn't always necessarily like the in your face, like this is definitely Harry Potter Um, earring versus something that might be like of that world or you know something that might be just like general earrings that someone um in 
the Harry Potter world would wear. Something but now magical. I have a lot more. Yeah. And now I have a lot more that are like very obviously Harry Potter, um, which I love. And I think um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on. So yeah, it really kind of like, for me, it was like, okay, I can use this like medium to make really cool, like magic slash Harry Potter inspired things. And I also do a lot of plant stuff because I love plants like gardening. I'm a plant mom. (laughs) So I've got like monsteras and like um, succulents and all sorts of like leaves and things like that. Um, just cause I enjoy like natural elements as well. Have you ever considered, and this is something I'm always looking for, and this is why it's on my mind doing like the plant stakes for like gardens, like the little no, like, three but, to five inch ones. No, but I totally could. Cause I have stampers, like I have letter stampers and number stampers that I bought because I was going to make like spew earrings still on my to-do list or like a little spew pin. Um, but no, I could do that. I and mean, I like, kind of commission you because I've always wanted like fun little, and I always wanted one that say like stupid things. Like you'll see like the little, the t- you see a, you, yes, all the puns where it's like um, <laughs> for mint, it's like a um, mojito in training. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really good one. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I have a whole list. I'll have to send them to you because they have that one. And then it was like, please don't die. Yeah. Like, and then other ones that plants. just say dead, still dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly wilting away. Yeah. There's so many, there are probably so many good ones. I could definitely do that. I never thought of doing that. There's a few things like on my to-do list. Like I dabbled a little bit in like wall hangings and started to add some pins and obviously Brett's, but I, um, and some car things, but yeah, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. I want to try it. I'm going to send you some photos and see. I um, bought someone probably I, one or two on clearance at Joanne's and yeah. I, I love the idea of them, but I also have like ideas for how I want them and the ones I want. I'm yeah. just like, Oh, I don't like that look. <laughs> like I have like, clay I that I can make my own it. and I'm just lazy. I do have the tools. So I could definitely try it and see. That could be a really fun thing. And then there could be um you could do dirigible. I could plums. do take custom. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I could take like custom commissions from people. Like if you have as you, you know, you name your plants something specific. Mm-hmm. I have hmm. a plant named Neville. Yeah, there you go. His I can make a Neville tag for it. He has a sign in him that says, um, you owe me, I create the air you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's another good one. <laughs> I have one. It's like plants are my best buds or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, like very this, funny. But uh, Instagram's been targeting me hard lately, but there's this one sign and it just says grow, damn it. And I just want it for my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you have that beautiful plant, the powder puff, slash pygmy puff. And pygmy puff plant. <laughs> I have a ZZ in here. I have a Pothos in here. Yeah, I don't have any in here. All of mine are like in one room, the plant room. The ZZ plant's in here because the internet told me it helps with stress. Really? Yeah, but they're also super toxic. I don't have any pets. Like if you touch them. I know, but I heard like even if you like, you know, say you're cleaning the leaves, like you're, you know, I wipe them with like a microfiber cloth. and stuff. Make sure you deep clean washing your hands because it could like, give you something I'm like what yeah well this one I don't usually have that problem because when I water it I put it in the sink and I do like a full shower on him 
Because he's in a terracotta pot, so I overwater because the pot sucks out a lot of the water. Yeah. So I've never had that issue. Yeah, they're they're not cat friendly. Don't get ZZ plants if you have cats, please. Yeah, they're definitely not cat friendly. You obviously have big plans for your shop. I've seen a lot of your stuff recently. Well, I watch Kim's unboxings a lot. Yeah, Kim is the best. She is honestly one of my biggest hype women. Like, she's so kind and she's just been supporting my shop, like, since I started and she always shares and tags and her fandom fits are amazing and yeah I'm I'm grateful for her support and honestly so many others like from I couldn't name everyone honestly but yeah Kim is so sweet to like unbox things and share like it, it just anytime I think that's the thing that's been so like cool to experience because I never really um I did for a lot of photography like portrait photography um like weddings families um and you know so people would like sometimes say thanks love them you know when you would send your like you know here are all the edited photos they'd sometimes Mm -hmm. say thanks a lot of people never did the only like gratitude you got maybe was like if they ended up making it like their profile picture or like you and if they remember to tag you yeah exactly um So it's very cool to experience now, like every once in a while, just like organically, I'll see someone on the pottergram, like, oh my God, wait, those are my earrings. Like they maybe didn't tag me. And I'm like, wait, I know those are mine. And it's, um, it's, it's just cool to see like somebody wear something you made or, or like even like want to buy something, um, that you made. It's, it's, it's a very cool, um, feeling. I'm just really grateful that anyone wants to wear my things. Like, I see stuff all the time and especially because I'm at the parks a lot you know like yeah it's and it's always fun like being friends of like the creators because I'll I'll be like oh there's one of Kayleen's headbands there's one of Ashley yeah like it's so fun to like because you like because you get so used to seeing it that you know like your stuff and so you'll be walking through I'm like oh I know I know that it's just like a fun (laughs) little like hey I see people who are wearing my friends things yeah, I feel like that too with um ROR apparel. I'd be like, you're in the club, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, you have I have a few of their t-shirts and I really like them. So it was like, and I think again, because they were so specific, you mm-hmm. knew like, okay, that's just their design or yep. um something like that. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's very humbling. It's it's so exciting. I still like anytime anyone tags me or writes a review or buys from my Etsy shop, I get so excited. Like it's truly like there's, I think it was like around the holidays, there was a a little like TikTok or I don't know, meme circulating. It was like every time um, you shop with a small business, they do a happy dance. And like, there was like this video of these girls behind the counter, like doing like a happy dance, like, you know, hidden from the customer. I'm like, that's how I feel like anytime. Um, something comes through because they really do appreciate like every order and you know just the support and it really has been um I don't know it's just like to have your friends show up for you is a really cool feeling I think that's another thing with this community is like it isn't competitive like creators support creators yeah like you and Kayleen have teamed up with the giveaway and just like we all get excited for every other everyone else's successes Mm-hmm. it's so true and it's like honestly I'm just like what what else can I buy like if I can use my small shop money to buy from another small shop you know it's it's and that's what's really cool too is there are so many great creators and makers like on the Pottergram and I um 
you know, it's funny again, because I maybe really kind of came to all of that, like the Harry Potter stuff, collecting the stuff um, a little bit later in life. So probably my experience of certain things was different, but I, um, one of the first like make like Harry Potter makers or artists I ever followed was um, Anthony Wheeler. And he, he does like other um, fandoms, but he does a lot of like hand-drawn like Harry Potter stuff. And I love it. Like, and he does a ton of like Harry Potter things, but I met him at uh, C2E2, the Chicago Comic-Con. And he's just so personable. And I remember being like, oh, it's so cool. Like you make money selling these like Harry Potter drawings. And I think just the realization that you're like, wow, you can do something you love Mm -hmm. and you know, make a little bit of money to keep doing more of what you love. And, um, and that's so cool because there are so many, um, artists and makers on the Pottergram that are doing just that get to like support them and see their journey and like, see how they've grown or things have evolved with their, um, and like, I feel like creators also deep dive. Like sometimes you're like, that is like a book specific thing, like, (laughs) or like even (laughs) those with you and Kayleen, it is the ceiling of a shop at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like specifically got this silk screen because I like, it is Wiseacres. is like in my mind, it's as close to Wiseacres as I'm going to get. Um, yeah. And like, I, um, I really wanted to like, sometimes it's interesting because when you're, you know, making something by hand and you want to incorporate some of those deep cuts or you want to do something that's a book nod, like for me, it's like, okay, I, I I took a poll of I think it was like um the book club I in. I asked like I'm like, wait, for my Ravenclaws, like how do you feel? And you can answer this too, Danny. Like I'm like, do you want the earring colors to be book accurate or do you want them to match all the clothes that you likely have? Because Ravenclaw is constantly having their colors like misconstrued basically so they the suggestion was to do to offer both and let people choose which I think is probably the best option but I'm curious what do you think I am okay with the fact that the merchandise is a different color because I understand the reason bronze is a hard color it (laughs) would not look good in a movie as a knitter It took me years to find the right bronze for a Ravenclaw scarf. Okay. I'm so relieved to hear you say that because finding the right bronze clay is also really hard because the actual bronze color clay, I don't feel like is true bronze. So I have to add like an antique gold to it almost Mm -hmm. to like warm it differently. It's It's a very hard color. (laughs) And so I under like... I'm like that person when Ravenclaws complain that I'm like ready with my TED talk to explain why the movies went with the choice. I don't, I don't understand the mascot change. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not stupid. We can understand that an Eagle for Ravenclaw is acceptable. Like we get it. We're good. Um, But the color I understand because I'm also a very visual person. I'm an art student. I'm a theater kid backstage. Like, I, I I was a lighting designer. I know how color works. I know my color yeah, theory. Like I get it. <laughs> so like I understand it, and I'm okay with the change. But if I'm ordering it in the book colors, I want it to be a pretty color because bronze can very go much go like gross dirt. Put too much paint in the pan and it turned brown. Like yes, 
yeah it it can become that very quickly even with clay <laughs> yeah and like with yarn I had to find one that was more multi colors mm-hmm. than a solid color because all the salt and every time I see a scarf that is like the book colors and are solid I my my judgmental brain inside my head is just like oh that was the wrong yarn <laughs> you're like that's not it try again Keep well trying. like um what was it box lunch just put out a sweater that was like Ravenclaw mm, book. Mm-hmm. That's not bronze, man. Yeah. That is it looks kind of like is Hufflepuff yellow, and you wanted to save on yarn, so you used the same color. <laughs> oh they probably did, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I, well, I use tried. when I make my scarves, the color I use for Gryffindor's gold is actually the same as my Hufflepuff yellow because when you pair it with the other color, it changes it enough and they still look good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Serves multi-purposes. Yeah. So that was something that always kind of plagued me. I'm like, what do I, and I'm, okay. So it's good to get the perspective of you don't mind it. I'm um, curious to see that, like when you have orders with that, what that looks like and who orders which. Yeah. Cause I have like, I've been toying with some like just house themed, like something simple, like a, um, a particular type of dangle that I want to do. That's like house themed, or maybe even like do a striping situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I always was curious. I was like, what do, what do Ravenclaws like actually want? Because I would say most well, of the merch, like most of the clothes you have are going to match. But yes, mm-hmm. some people are very they want uh, opinionated about it, which is reasonable. Like, it is. I totally it's, get it. It's reasonable. Um, they changed our colors and our mascot. Yeah, you have some, there's some gripes I would have. <laughs> I, I can also vouch for it. Like, I can also do like the, but well, we will accept both mascots because they both have good qualities as creatures true I can't accept this is one that I didn't realize until I would talk to a knitter who was working on official Harry Potter patterns if you see a lot with the eagle you'll see like more of like a bald eagle look Mm -hmm. there's no bald eagles in the UK they are a North American bird so it can't be a bald eagle yeah it can't be wow that's a good tip. It was it was um Tannis knits she did the official Harry Potter knitting book uh-huh. And she said when they first were working on that pattern, it initially came back to her as a bald eagle. She's like, no, those don't exist over there. Yeah. So they like, had to change. Just, like, can't do it. So they had to change <laughs> the type of eagle. I was like, I had never thought of that because that's really like, he, in the US, America, like bald eagles are everywhere. Yeah. It's like the vibe. Of like the US. that's the, that's the eagle that comes to your brain imi- immediately. Like, oh, talking yeah. about eagles, bald eagle, of course. Yeah, it is. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have known that. That's a good tidbit. That's a fun fact. So now when you see um, like a, a bald eagle represented on Ravenclaw, you'll be like, they're still wrong. Yeah. I was like, please, please don't, don't purchase this. Don't support this action. Um, they're not a Ravenclaw. Yeah. They didn't do their research. <laughs> exactly. They, they didn't get their seats. They didn't do their homework. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, that's an, been an interesting like one to think about for me. And I've been, I've been like weirdly nervous about like, wait, what do I do? So when the suggestion came up to do both, I was like, I think that's rare because then people can choose what they want to do. And, and then you'll see what can... people request more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, I just, um, was really excited with what the line I just released. I finally did, um, the book accurate wax seal, which to me, I was like, I love it. They're one of my favorite pairs. It's so simple, but also like, if you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's a just small like detail, um, that I really enjoyed again, reading the books, like being able to like pull out these specific differences. Um, 
was, was kind of a fun thing to do. That was, I don't know if you were on Kim's live. That's the one I was watching. Really? It was like, <laughs> everyone was like freaking out. They're like, it's book accurate. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I know Kim, Kim especially appreciates it. Um, yes. I think a book accurate reference. <laughs> yes. We, we like those references. What is your favorite product you have made? My favorite product I have made, like my favorite earring or my just favorite anything? Anything you have made that is available in your shop. Hmm. I'm going to have to say my gold foil moons. Those like that I mentioned earlier, they're like one of my favorites. Cause I think again, it's a simple nod to something magical and um, it goes with pretty much everything. So it's a nice, like everyday wear earring that you, you know, if you work like a corporate job where you have to have like, you know, fancy, <laughs> fancy, clothes, more you professional, can, like, you than... can dress it up or down yeah. Yeah, and you can bring a little magic. Like I really like, um, Virginia's style. Um, I think her handles like robes for all occasions. I, I've again, someone I followed for a while, um, in probably early on in the Pottergram experience, like I was always just inspired by like her subtle nods to like Harry Potter in her, like very fancy clothing that she'd wear like her outfits she'd have like a pin or a lapel you know just like these little subtle nods or like a accessory or a hat and like I was always like what a cute thing to just like add a a touch of magic and I think that's how I always like kind of wanted um again I have some things that are a lot more uh, like obviously Harry Potter but I think what I really liked were you know especially early on when I started just these like kind of subtle nods to Harry Potter like I have um like some alocasia earrings that kind of look like the tops of mandrakes Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay you could wear this and kind of get a mandrake vibe so yeah I appreciate like a subtle um accessory it's also like the secret fan thing yes like um, if you know you know like Brandon King Quidditch works in like law and he posted Mm -hmm. a photo the other day of him in his Gryffindor tie and he's like if you know you know yeah it's like something he like he is representing himself but he still looks completely professional without feeling like not that you can't look professional in like fandom gear but sometimes you're like right place right time yeah and I love that so I love that I love like a subtle thing that again if you know you know because then if you see someone and you're walking just like you cross by someone on the street like wait a second I recognize that symbol or that color pattern or one of us you know whatever it is yeah and you then you can like I love it because it's an opening for a connection like I remember in high school I um was like I loved I'm still a huge music lover and so I would collect like this reminds me of like the nerd jacket because of her literally Emily's jacket. But um, I used to have like pins and patches like on my backpack, on my purse. And to me, it was always the best conversation starter. It was like, oh, wait, you like this band or you, you know, you, you know, like this organization or, you know, about like Amnesty International or, you know, I feel like there are these, those are the cool things that it's like, if you're standing in line waiting to, you know, do something and you see someone's fandom something or it's a great way to make connections that I think like if you just did always you're like had no flair basically yeah, it really is out on. I remember yeah. I went out to lunch with someone who was not a Harry Potter person like never read the books never saw the movies wasn't like in mm-hmm. that generation and I had my Ravenclaw sweatshirt on 
mm-hmm. we got stopped like three times because I was with her the whole day because we were working together and we were like traveling around and finally she's just like what is going on that people just keep stopping to talk to you and I'm like well you know this Harry Potter thing I talk about all the time like it's one of the and she's like literally you've been stopped multiple times and usually like I'm very shy talking to like strangers and she's like but you've been yeah. totally different I'm like it, it's the Harry Potter in me like I'm not yeah. afraid to talk to someone about Harry Potter because I already know there's a connection there. Yeah. And it's, it's like, that's the thing again, talking about like a safe place, just like you, you already know, like if you like Harry Potter, like there's just something about people who like Harry Potter and it's, <laughs> it's really cool because you can experience it in your day to day. And it's funny that you bring up, like you're willing to talk to anyone about Harry Potter because I would say overall, I'm pretty extroverted and I've done the parks a lot on my own. Like I'll just go for like an overnight trip and um, just have fun and then go home basically. But I, so I meet like a lot of people just cause I'm alone and I'm like, hi, you know, if I look for other people who are maybe sitting alone, having a drink at the leaky cauldron and, um, or even you know, in line. I think I'm, Half your day yeah, I'm much more, yeah, I'm much more like excitable and chatty, like in that environment, because it's like, okay, you're here because you love this. Like, like- you're, you're wearing your house. Like I can already talk <laughs> yeah. to you. Exactly. And you have that kind of like instant connection with someone. And, you know, honestly, it's just nice to like have, have that and not, and have so much to talk about because as a, as a whole, the franchise, there's like limitless things you can discuss yes. about Harry Potter, like, um, which is, is so cool. And again, meeting so many, um, meeting so many new people and, um, yeah, honestly, I feel like some of the people I've met on the program have been better friends to me than some of the people I grew up with and I am or have known for a long time. And which is it's just like a testament to how cool the pottergram is. It really is. I mean, I fear for the person that gets on the wrong side of Paula's path. Like she is like <laughs> so Hufflepuff. Talk about a force in this community. She yes. is absolutely amazing. Like I want to cry sometimes thinking She's... about hanging out with her because she's so bubbly and happy and kind and funny and and she's like fierce though she's not just like one of those like happy bubbly people on the other side of it you're like you're not gonna mess with her that's true like you're (laughs) not she is like proof that her her people yeah like (laughs) she is living proof that hufflepuffs will not get walked on that's true because yeah she is loyal and she is loyal. So if you cross and like hit that, she, she's, yeah. she's fierce. Like I, I never, I, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like, but I'm terrified to see what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, that poor person. Yeah. And they must have done something really wrong to get on. Yeah. Like I'm used to it from They're the Slytherins. I'm like, yeah, no, that's going to happen. But like when you get on a Hufflepuff's bad side. Yeah. You don't want to be. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an amazing community. It really is. Like, and I think that's uh, the other thing to remember. I'm trying to think of who was the first person I met like in person from the Pottergram. Honestly, might've been Nicolette. We met, Jimmy was there. It was like, you know, it was just, we had a drink. I think I had a pumpkin fizz for the first time with her. So it was like, I had already gone to Universal a few times, but on this trip, I like kind of tried to make a more concerted effort to be like, Hey, I'm going. Does anyone want to like meet? And so I met with Nicolette. And then that I think that same day later on, I met up with Karina. And then um, 
on a different trip I met up with Paul and I've met a few a bunch more now um people now but yeah it's it's kind of fun to think about like who was the first potter grower I think it was Nicolette and she was just so kind and everyone is like I I don't know I can't say even the people I haven't met it's like it's it's so cool that people will check up on you like I don't I don't really post all that often anymore. Um, I need to get back to that, but I've been so busy with things. And, um, but even when you're not posting, people are checking up on you and and kind of saying like, how are you? And and they're rooting for you behind the scenes, even when you maybe aren't like as active. And, you know, that's the other thing. I don't feel like there's this pressure to be active on the pottergram, you know, and like, and I don't feel personally like any of my friendships on there have suffered with like my inactivity, um, which is also really cool. Cause sometimes I think when you like are less active, people just kind of start to fall off or, you know, but it's yeah. not like that in the pottergram. I feel like it's so unique in that way. And again, there's new people joining all the time, which is cool. Cause there's always new people to discover and, you know, everybody I think does, um, bring something unique to the table. I mean, even with your guys' challenge, it's been great to see how people are using the prompts and the unique approaches they're taking. I love seeing the different takes. Um, And also I will say like with the new people joining since this, it's been three years since we started this. And I find so many new accounts that have like under a hundred followers during this challenge. And there's, I forget whose account it is, but there is one girl who started the Pottergram the first year I did the challenge, she saw the challenge, made an account uh-huh. and like that. And she's like, yeah, it's my third year anniversary. Cause I started with this. I was like, that is crazy. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> but that's why I like always, when I make the prompts, I try to come up with things that are open-ended for interpret. Cause if I get too specific, I am personally like, I'm not a big merch person. I, I'm yeah. a big artwork person, but like when there's prompts that are like hyper-specific, I sometimes can't fulfill them because I don't collect a lot of things. Yeah. So I like so trying to make it that it. it's accessible to everyone because also not everyone has the funds to be able to have a collection. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, I have like, you can probably see, um, this is really kind of like what I have. And I try to, I think that's like, that is the one, I would say one thing that can be difficult about potograms. Like you're constantly exposed to like new stuff and there can be a sense of like, wait, I want that. And I do sometimes have to take a moment and be like, wait, do you actually want that? Or is it just new and exciting? Yes. And I think for me, a lot of things end up just being like new and exciting, new and exciting. versus like Funko Pops. I have to have that. Yeah. I, I have, have the like, limit. I, I've got like maybe five Funko Pops. Um, I narrowed and I, I, all of them. I sold a lot of mine because, yeah. and this is what happens with Funko Pops. If people see you have a Funko Pop, you start getting Funko Pops all the time. And I had bought one and I had it on my desk at work because I think it was the Luna one. Cause I like the Luna. Yeah. Is it Lionhead Luna? It's Lionhead she's on my Luna. list. It is Lionhead Luna. She's on my list. Yeah. So, so you people would buy me Pops. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like one of those things where I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do Pops. I have a few. I have my favorites. I have non-Potter Pops. Very few of them. I have Doctor Who ones. And then because I love Nessie, I have the Nessie Funko Pop that glows in the dark. Okay. So. I have, um, I've got one Winnie the Pooh Funko Pop. And then I've got a couple of Gravity Falls Funko nice. Pops, which is the cartoon. But yeah. Um, otherwise, just like five Harry Potter ones. Because yeah, it can quickly escalate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've just definitely had to be more... Um, 
like specific about my collection, but I lo- I really do like love everything I have. I I like a lot of like replica type things that are like okay, this is a prop replica or so. There's some noble collection things that are definitely on my list. I would but, love to have a know. Nimbus. My yeah, wall would look so good with a Nimbus and a lightsaber. I'm just saying. I mean, I think like the sort of Gryffindor would be fabulous in here, but that's gonna be a while for me. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, can you can build up to it? Maybe I'll find like something holy grail like on like Facebook marketplace or something. Yeah. You never know. You <laughs> yeah, never know. It could happen. Got to hold out the hope. So before we close out, why don't you let us know where we can find you and your shop on the social medias? Yeah. So I, um, my handle is at magical Ashley and my shop is at mad ones studio. Just on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page for my business. So again, it's the same facebook.com slash mad ones, but um don't really use that one. <laughs> really just like Instagram. I think that's kind of how a lot of us are. Um, and yeah. is there anything else you would like to share? No, I just um, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I've been um, a fan of the podcast and I'm just excited to have been included. And um, yeah, just I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for joining. And people make sure to go enter the contest and to check out the shop. And then I think that is it. And until next time, keep creating. Now, if you need to do mine, I'm going to bed. So either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed or expelled.